This is Redefining the Counterculture on Witten Radio. Make sure to check out our website at wittenradio.com. Hey guys, you're listening to another episode of Redefining the Counterculture right here on Witten Radio. Today we are joined by special guest Michael Welsh. Michael, how are you? I'm I'm excellent, and I've always considered myself to be redefining counterculture, so I'm glad to finally have an outlet to express that. I love it. I love it. I love it, Mike. <laughs> I'm super, super excited to talk to you about one of your newest movies. Um, but first I wanted to ask you, how did your, I guess, your foray into acting come about? I mean, you're, you're known for the work that you've done on Twilight, The Nation, Star Trek, just to name a few. Um, what was it that first got you involved and interested in acting? Well, I started as a kid. I mean, I, I grew up just outside of L.A. Um, I, you know, I, I always loved performing and doing impressions and stuff. I mean, any any old footage of me uh, from, you know, seven years old and earlier is just me reciting whatever the last thing I saw on television was. Um, so, yeah, so my parents, when I was nine, they found a little local acting class for me, and I uh, really just as a place to go and, you know, do my impressions and kind of get out my energy and have an outlet for me once a week. But uh, after going there for about a year, I my, my teacher and I, we approached them and said, hey, I'd like to try this professionally. I'm starting to get a feel for it. Um, so, And I'll just tell you the, very briefly, because it's just a, it's a crazy story. So um, my we, we made up headshots, and my parents just kind of carried them around with them because we didn't know anybody in the industry and, and didn't know what we were doing. Um, and then a couple weeks later, she was at the dermatologist's office with my older sister, got into a conversation with a woman who said that she was a, a talent manager for kids and was there with one of her clients who was having acne issues. And I can tell you now that was, uh, it was Mila Kunis. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. Before all the, before, before she is, you know, who we know her to be now. Um, and my mom goes, Oh great. Here, my son wants to be an actor. <laughs> Just hands this woman, my really awful pictures, by the way. Um, I mean, we did just from someone that we found in a phone book and, um, and she goes, well, I don't really want to look. And my mom kind of pushed them on her, so she decided to meet with me, took me on as a client, and uh, I just happened to be one of the top talent managers for kids um, at the time in Hollywood. She had, you know, Hillary Duff and, and all these Disney kids, and um, I don't know why she took me on, but immediately started getting me good training and sending me out for auditions. And, and very early on, my very first job was as Young Niles on the TV show. Frasier, uh, because like I said, when I was a kid, my specialty was doing impressions. So I just managed to pull out this impression of Niles that I guess was better than the other 10-year-olds that they saw. And Frasier was the number one show in the country at the time. So once that was on my resume, it really opened up doors. Uh, And then I started booking more and more guest spots and just, you know, eventually that led into a Star Trek film. And I, I just sort of started building my career a brick at a time. Man, I love it. I love it. So, I mean, you've done... I, I would say well over, you know, a hundred projects. Um, is there, I guess, some, is there one that you prefer over the other? So are, you've done television, you've done movies. Do you prefer, I guess, television over movies or vice versa? Well, I think I, I listen, I really love being a series regular on a TV show uh, because it really gives you a chance to, settle in to the character um you know every time you you do a new uh like guest spot or movie it's like you're you're kind of building the character from the ground up and it's almost like by the time you figure out who he is and what you're doing 
it's over. You know, with a TV show, yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, great, I'm on, I'm on episode six. I don't have to think about like, well, who is this person, and and you know, how does he interact with the world, and what does he expect, and what are his fears and expectations? You know, all the things you have to figure out before playing someone. Now I can just go, no, um, I can just dig into the script and have some fun. So uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's ultimately my my preference. But you know, really, I mean, it's a very actory answer. But I just I just love telling good stories and and uh, and being a part of stuff that you know that people respond to. Absolutely. Do you remember? I guess getting getting the call for Z Nation. I mean, that that was such yeah. a an amazing show. Um, what, what I guess how what, how did that come about? What was the story behind that? Yeah, I I do. I was, you know what? I was on the road at the time. I believe, boy, if I'm not mistaken, I think I was in I was in Oregon, um, and I was doing. Uh, I, I work with this organization called the Thirst Project, uh, and they, you know, talk to uh, high school and college students about the the global water crisis, and um, and these kids raise money to build clean water wells in developing communities. It's an amazing organization. So I was doing like a week of the school tour, speaking at high schools and colleges, and um, and uh, uh, and I remember too. I like I was <laughs> I was like eating. You know, I was on the road, so I was like eating poorly and not really exercising and just sort of taking the time off and I got a call from uh Gerald Webb who was a casting director at the asylum at the time I had done a movie called Born Bad with them a few years earlier uh and always stayed in touch with those guys and they go hey Mike listen uh we tried to hire locally out of Washington for this part uh we we couldn't find anybody we liked so we want to offer you this this role it starts in about a week and a half um and uh i said oh, oh okay let's uh let's let's dig in here and they they sent me the script and i was like oh zombies fantastic and i i saw something in the character <laughs> um and i asked them a few questions i go all right listen um does this character go somewhere interesting um uh like are the special effects going to look good and i asked one other question and they and they just i forget what the third question was and they assured me yes yes and yes so i said let's let's do this let's jump into it so um yeah I loved it man I and I, you know and I like it was a very quick <laughs> uh turnaround where suddenly I had to let all my friends and family know okay so I'm I'm gone for the next 6 months I'll I'll see y'all later um and uh you know but sometimes it can happen like that and that was just one of those things I I just happened to know those guys over the years and and they they liked what I did in in our previous movie so they just offered it straight up it was it's pretty cool it doesn't happen that often Absolutely I hear you um how do you? I guess has there ever been a role that you had trouble just preparing for and getting getting into character for? Because I know each role takes a unique part um, on you or a, a unique toll on you per se. And you know sometimes you know parts can be similar, but you know but more often than not they're they're different. Um, has there ever been a role that you just struggled? I guess to to just to own. Boy, that's that's a really good question. I you know. Um... I find the bigger struggle is when I'm working on something and there are like plot and story holes that I'm I'm having a hard time figuring out because you know character and plot are all intertwined and if there's not a clear through line of like why is the character doing the things that they do then I I have a hard time figuring out exactly how to how to reconcile all those things and 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 make it work 
Um, as far as like, I think what you're talking about is more like, well, this was a specific kind of character that I had a hard time connecting to, and I, I can't say that. No, I, I'm going to say no, just because no matter what the character is, it's it's always going to be my version of it, you know. Um, and if that's not aligned with what they're uh, looking to create, then I'm just not going to get that job, you know. But if I get offered <laughs> a job, it's it's because people understand kind of what it is that I bring to the table and the, the general just sort of um, energy and sensibilities that, that I have. Um, and that's not to say that, you know, as an actor you can't disappear into your role or whatever. I mean, it happens all the time. But, but no, like if, you know, if you get cast, it's because – they want you to do your version of it nine times out of ten. So, um, so no, my my issues have have more to do with like plot and story than character. Definitely, definitely, I love it. Um, I want to jump ahead just for a second. I want to talk about your your newest film. Um, tell me just a, a little bit, of, I guess, for our listening audience because I I actually saw the screener, um, and I really really enjoyed it. It's called um, Blood Bloodcraft. And it's um, it's really unique. I mean, I would say it's not for everybody, but it's a great, great film. Um, tell me a little bit about how you got involved with the project. Um, first of all, yes, 100%. I, I, I've been saying this film is not for the faint of heart. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's deeply disturbing. And I, you look, I, I think if you're into movies like this, then you're really going to enjoy it because I think it's really well done. But um, – but yeah, I've, I've been very honest, honest about this. Like, I'm not going to recommend my family see this movie because it's just it's it's so effed up, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, it really it really is. It really yeah. Um, so how I got involved? I mean, again, this was um, boy, I, it, it's going to sound like I'm telling the same story over and over. But uh, James Bresick, the director, he had seen me in some stuff over the years and just reached out. And you know, but what's funny about that is you go, okay, well, you know, did he see you in? Star Trek or Twilight or Z Nation or, you know, one of these other things. No, he, he saw me in a bunch of, like, little obscure films that very few people know about that, like, I, I wouldn't even tell you I, – I couldn't even tell you how to find these movies, you know. Um, but he's such a film geek, he, you know, he just tries to see everything. And, I mean, saw I – mean, I'm not kidding, like, three or four of those films over the course of many years and, and based on that, reached out. And I, I think it's a good lesson for – actors, uh, young actors in particular, to always do your best because you never know who's watching, you know, uh, and I've, and I've, believe me, I've had the experience where I'm on set, I'm going, uh, I, I don't know, I don't know what this movie is, I don't know where it's going, it's probably not going to go anywhere, and I'm not really having that much fun anymore, but you still have to, you have to find ways to, like, work through that and still do your best because, like I said, you, you never know who's going to see it. So, James happened to see a couple of those. And by the way, that was not the case. The films he saw were actually very good. They just didn't, you know, really go anywhere. Um, and uh, and from that, he, he called me up, and I, I read the script, and I thought, man, yeah, I mean, all the things you said, what what a what a unique and disturbing and, and interesting piece. I was really excited to jump in. Absolutely, absolutely. So, I mean, this is kind of a weird question, but do you, I mean, because you, you've dabbled a little bit in horror, in horror before, I would just say that this one's a, a little bit more extreme. Um, but do you is, is horror a genre that you really really like as an actor? Because I know you've done your fair share of drama and and some other things as well. No, I do. I like it a lot. Um, I, I really gravitate toward the uh, the, the fish out of water elements 
of horror. I, I really like that, like to, to just bring as much of a grounded sense of reality to um, just really strange circumstances. Um, I, I just I, I find that to be a very exciting thing to tackle. That's not really the case in this movie. I mean, the, the thing that excited me about uh, the character I play in this is that he's just all over the place. I mean, he's he's like, I, I mean, he's consistent. Uh, from start to finish, he, he makes sense, but like, I mean, it's almost, it's like six different characters in one, you know, he, he starts out as just this very, very kind of straight-laced government bureaucrat, um, and then he sort of morphs into, uh, you know, sleazy salesman, um, and then just gets really, like, violent and aggressive, kind of seemingly out of nowhere, and then, uh, and then it's like this, he's, he's a puppy dog with, a case of unrequited love, and then it's like, oh well, <laughs> yeah. it turns out he's he's the victim of abuse, and then it, and then there's a major turn after that. So it's like, and I think I just described like four scenes in the film, you know. So there's all he's he's jumping back and forth, um, doing all these different things, and I just thought, man, what an interesting challenge uh, to be able to, to to tackle all that, and and again, figure out a consistent through line of of how he can turn so sharply and so quickly in such a short amount of time. Um, yeah, and I, I think we, uh, I think we did that, but, but, you know, so yeah, so horror, um, is, is a really fun world to, to play in for sure. And I, I, I do enjoy it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, I wanted to ask now when you're doing horror, like films such as this, um, does it, does it ever take a toll on you mentally? Because I, I know that, you know, in one hand it is just, you know, just fiction, but, um, I mean, it definitely, I guess, explores the human psyche more than, you know, any of us realize. Mm-hmm. Is there, does it ever take a toll on you? Is there, is there anything that you usually have to do to, I guess, to put your mindset in the role of this person that you're going to be playing? No, I, I have a pretty good, uh, separation for, for myself. And, and part of that is just, uh, you know, I've just been doing it for so long. Like I, I, I have a sense of what's real and what's, well, also real, but through the construct of character and story, you know. See, this is where it gets confusing, is that the things that you experience, the places you go, are real, but it's through a very particular construct. It's it's through a, 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 you know, a certain set of circumstances. I mean, the only thing that I can even equate it to would be, like, um, competitors, uh, athletes on the, on the field or on the court who are at war with each other and will literally do anything, say anything to get even just the slightest competitive advantage over each other. And then the second they blow that whistle and it's over, they, they'll, you know, they'll go get a drink because they understand like, so it's not like that wasn't real. What was happening on, on the court. It was very real. (laughs) It was as real as anything else in their life. Right. You're right. But it's like it's it's through a very particular prism. It's it's within those confines, um, and frankly, that that sense of safety is what allows me to really go there, you know, and uh, and and do everything I need to do, knowing that I don't have to take any of this with me. That said, sometimes emotionally you gotta shake it out a bit. I mean, I I had an experience on on something recently where, you know, similar, Brian Cranston told a similar story where in the middle of the take, essentially he saw his own daughter in the face of the actress he was working with, and it, and it oh, just wrecked him. And I, and I had a similar thing happen to me, and once they yelled cut, I 
I kind of had to sob it out. I had to just let it, you know, because it's still, it was all still sitting. I mean, I'm getting emotional just thinking about it now. Um, but so there is there is some of that. Uh, but that's not to say that I I take it home with me because I I don't. It's it's two very different things. So yeah. Wow, that was. Uh, I mean, when you preface it like that, I mean, it, it definitely puts things in perspective. Uh, yeah, I can imagine. Um, wow. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's a wild thing that that we do for a living, and it's and it's um it, it's a unique job, and there's not much like it. So it you you owe it to yourself and the people that you're working for and with to uh, to go wherever you need to go uh, in order to tell the most effective story that you can. Um, that can take its toll. There's no question, but uh, but it's worth it. I mean, it's 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 all worth it in the end because, you know, we're 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 telling stories, and um, I mean, God, what a what a what a gift to be able to do that for a living. Yeah, absolutely. That's a that's a true gift. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, you know, on just on the subject of family, because I know you know we mentioned Brian Cranston's daughter. Um, on the on the subject of family and and legacy, you know, what's the biggest takeaway that you want people to? to get from the work that you've done and the, the films and everything that you've been a part of, when people look at your body of work, um, what's the takeaway that you want them to get from it? Wow. Uh, that's a hell of a question, man. Um, <laughs> well, my, my goal ultimately is, is really to be, I mean, I, I don't want to sound pretentious, but it's it's to be a servant. I, I really do. I, I feel strongly about this. I, you know, when I feel like I'm doing my most effective work, it's it's when it's not about me. It's about, I mean, it's about me doing the best work that I can. But it's to it's to it's for a greater purpose. It's to tell um, a story that is going to, um, you know, ultimately affect people emotionally, mentally, perhaps shine a different light, uh, something under a different light that, um, that allows people to, I don't know, empathize more or, or, or sympathize or just think about things in a, in a different way, you know, and, and my job as an actor, it's, it's a very particular role in that context. It's, and I feel like my job is just to bring as much reality to it as possible. You know, the, the best compliment that I think I can get is like when, when someone sees something on me and they go, you know, I saw that and I was like, oh yeah, I, like I grew up with a guy like that. Like I know I knew exactly who that was the second I saw you. <laughs> and I go, that's that's perfect because if you if I can find a connection point with you right away, um, then I know that you can then allow yourself to become fully invested in the story and have the full experience that was intended by the filmmakers. Um, so I don't, you know, it's so I don't want people to to watch me and go like, wow, what a, uh, you know, what a, uh, I don't know, like a a, a powerful actor like in, in in a vacuum. I'm not interested in that. Um, of course, I want people to <laughs> enjoy my work, but I, I want them to I want them to get the full experience that they were supposed to get from the film as a whole. Um, so I don't know exactly it, how to put that into one sentence of what do you want your legacy to be, other than to just say um, I, I just hope people ultimately think that I was a a good servant in um, 
and telling good stories. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I mean, well, like Martin Luther King says, I mean, the, the greatest of, of us, you know, are servants. And at the end of the day, it's, it's not so much what people are doing for us, but what we do for other people. So, I mean, aspiring people to, to laugh, to, to live to life to the fullest. I mean, that's, to me, that's one of the ultimate, you know, acts of servitude that you can do. I think it's, it's, it's admirable. Yeah, and that is, I mean, that's the goal. That, now, that's not to say I always live up to that. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Like, I'm still, when a review comes out, you know, I'm still looking for the paragraph about me. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I'm just, you're talking about, like, who I want to be, you know, in an idealistic sense. Uh, that's that's ultimately kind of where I, where I want to end up. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, we're almost out of time, and I know you've got to go, but I wanted to just ask you a few more questions. Um, with Bloodcraft, um, I caught the screener, um, but for people at home that want to see the movie, um, do you know if there will be a release date in terms of um, digital digital release, or will there be a limited theatrical one? Yes, so for people in the Los Angeles area, it's going to be premiering at the Golden Gate Film Festival at the um, uh, the, the Man Chinese in Hollywood on, oh gosh, it's it's next Sunday, whatever, I'm blanking on the date, I think uh, the 24th, um, okay. and then it'll yeah. be playing at the, uh, yes, and then it'll be on the uh, the 27th, which is the following Wednesday, at, um, oh gosh, the NoHo Cine, Cinephile Festival, Cinedine, I don't know, something, something like that, it, it's all, it's all that info is available online, um, and then, yeah, there will be a digital release, uh, April 9th, and at that point it'll be available, you know, wherever you watch your movies digitally. Um, I, I don't think there's going to be a theatrical release for this one. Maybe maybe very limited, maybe international, but um, uh, yeah, as far as I know, it'll just be a, a, an April 9th uh, wide release. Very nice, very nice. I love it. And Michael, where can our listening audience find out more about you and kind of keep abreast of your uh, current upcoming projects? Yeah, sure. So I am uh, uh, Michael Welch Act ACT on uh, Twitter and Instagram, and I think on Facebook too. Uh, I don't know. Basically, with Facebook, I just kind of you know link my Facebook to my Instagram. So I, you know, whatever whatever goes up goes up on all of it. Um, or I think it's either that or it's like official Michael Welch. I don't know. It's 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 one of them. You you you'll figure it out. Um, and then you can always just visit my website to michaelwelchact.com and then all my uh which links to all my stuff and and you know all the latest info is usually on there. Awesome, awesome. I love it. Michael, I'm out of questions, but wanted to say thank you so much for coming on today's show and I wanted to open the floor to you if there's anything you'd like to say to our listening audience. Mm, sure, man. Well, thank you. I mean, I really enjoyed the conversation. I I I so prefer it this way, you know, to to just have an open forum like this and to just have a regular conversation you know i i, I don't know like if, if, i mean if you're giving me the chance to vent here for a second um, Absolutely. <laughs> you know like when you're you know because when you're talking to like magazines or something i don't know, i just get in my head about that but i i really i prefer it this way um and uh yeah um thanks for the time and and again uh i i think you know bloodcraft is a is a really unique and um interesting film and uh I think it's really well done and, and hopefully can provide a cathartic experience to uh, maybe victims of abuse. You know, ultimately, I mean, that's, that is 
that is what we were trying to do with this movie. It was, it, it was I mean, it's it sort of wrapped up in a, um, you know, supernatural uh, revenge fantasy, but but really we, we tried to tell a, a, a story of, of abuse and the long-term uh, effects that that can have on a person and, and, you know, a deep dive into how people can get to a point when they can do unspeakable things to, to children. So um, I'm very proud of the movie. I think, I think we did a great job. And, uh, yeah, I, I hope you guys check it out and enjoy it. But, um, yeah, that's all. Uh, just thanks again for the time, man. I, I appreciate it. I had a good time. I, I love it. Yeah, you summed it up perfectly, and that that was one one thing that drew me to the film. You know, because you know, outside of you know, as outlandish or you know, crazy, you know, macabre as it may be, it was a really the the root message was you know, this is this is you know, these are things that happen or yeah. you know, to people that have been abused, and so I, I think that you know, Mr. Bresick did a really good job of you know putting that into a film and I mean, telling that story, it, it was a tough story to tell, but you guys definitely sold it. So. Yeah. Thanks man. No, I, I'm, I'm, I'm very proud of it. Like I said. So, uh, yeah, I, I appreciate the kind words. No problem. No problem at all. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely, man. This was fun.